Time once again for the Built by Bama Online podcast. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com. It is a Thursday afternoon, the uh, Thursday before Alabama's first home game of the 2019 college football season. We'll get into some of those specifics coming up a little bit later in the podcast. But joining me today to talk Alabama football recruiting, Hank South, recruiting analyst for BamaOnline.com. Hank, uh, let's get things going with a quick look back at the Duke game and maybe some of the reaction, uh, some of the comments that you were able to catch up on with some uh, with some Alabama commitments and maybe some guys that are still out there in the mix for this 2020 class. Yeah, you know, it's always kind of funny catching up with these guys after these neutral side games because as we explained, we, you can't really talk to the, co- well, you can't talk to the coaches, you know, there's no face-to-face contact with staff members. It's it's essentially just, there's a ticket available for you and, and you're there to watch the game. And so, you know, you, you get reactions, obviously the guys are excited about watching the game the, at the atmosphere, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So there, there's certainly that, but, you know, I think the biggest recruiting takeaway of the guys in attendance at the Alabama Duke game last Saturday was Eric Gilbert. And and I'll say that because Eric Gilbert has gone on record. His mom has gone on record saying, uh, and and for those that don't know who Eric Gilbert is, the five-star tight end, uh, major priority target for Alabama in this 2020 class out of Marietta, Georgia. Uh, He's been saying that he's really paying attention this season to what teams are doing with tight ends because all the teams that are recruiting him, are telling him they're going to use the tight ends, they're going to get them involved in the game plan, they're going to do this, going to do that. He wants to see it in action. He wants to see what these coaches are saying. He wants to see them back it up. And if you watch the Alabama Duke game, two of uh, two of Tungvaloa's touchdown passes were to two tight ends um, with uh, Miller Forstall and Major Tennyson. And I, and I reached out to Eric after the game, right after the game, so he's probably still walking out of the stadium. But uh, he said, I, I liked how they used the tight ends. Um, and, and he said he liked how they, he saw two tight ends catch touchdown passes. And he included the eyeball emoji, which if you follow recruiting, that's a big deal, the eyeball emoji um, in the text message. So, um, you know, I, I think that was the biggest takeaway from that recruiting weekend from kind of the, the biggest, uh, you know, impressions they left. I think they did a good job with Eric Gilbert. We'll see if he shows up to a game in Tuscaloosa this season. I, I think he probably will. Um, he's already taken his official visit in June, so that's out of the way. But, um, you know, he, he hasn't been shy about getting back to Tuscaloosa often in 2019 so far. So um, overall, I, I think a good atmosphere. The commits got to hang out together. All the guys in Georgia and some of the guys from Alabama made it over. Um, and it was just a good way to kick off the season and, you know, entering this weekend with New Mexico State. And you know what we're going to do today with Hank? We're going to take a position-by-position look at this 2020 recruiting class to date for Alabama. And we're going to talk about some remaining possibilities. And I know you look at the situation, you look at the commitment total right now, Alabama with 22 commitments, and you think, well, there's not that much room left in the bus, in the boat, so to speak. But when you talk about the possibilities of different guys that could fill out this class – There's more than three or four of those, so we want to sort of sort through that with Hank today, and that's what we're going to do right now. And since we started with Eric Gilbert, the tight end from Marietta, Georgia, let's start with the tight ends because it almost seems not overlooked, but the commitment of Caden Clark happened so long ago, more than a year ago, Caden Clark committed to the Alabama Crimson Tide, the tight end from uh, Akron, Ohio. Uh, Is it Caden Clark? And Eric Gilbert, and you feel pretty good about your 2020 haul if it plays out that way. 
Hank, or is there another guy or two that could be in this mix in the mix at that spot? Yeah, there's no scenario where you're not ecstatic about landing Eric Gilbert, um, even if he was the only tight end in the 2020 class. Obviously, that's not going to be the case. It's a it's a big need. So you can expect Bama to take two with, with Caden Clark already on board. Uh, but he's kind of the guy that Bama has really been trending up for um, since really early July. I remember at the opening finals out in Frisco, Texas, um, we, we were talking to him um, and talking to the Alabama's other big tight end target, Darnell Washington who's a five-star athlete out of Las Vegas. And just the general feeling was, you know, maybe Bama's trending a little bit more with Eric Gilbert at this point than they are with Darnell Washington, which was kind of flip-flopped earlier in the spring, at least, you know, if you're following those recruitments. And so um, I think Bama's in the best spot for Eric Gilbert at this point in time. He does have official visits left. He's been trending to Georgia for a long time. Tennessee's been very involved in his recruitment. I think even Texas A&M is, is kind of in there and might get him on campus for an official visit. Uh, Clemson is in there as well. So there's still some some visits to play out and, and, and some, uh, you know, uh, developments, twists and turns, you might say, you know, that could happen. Uh, but I, I think Eric Gilbert is the most likely of the tight end targets to join the class. And then, like I mentioned, Darnell Washington, he's still certainly a factor, but um, he actually kind of had a, uh, there was a little Twitter drama last week uh, or Instagram drama, I should say. Uh, he, he put out a top three with no Bama in it. And, you know, that was a little, I was a little confused about that. You know, Bama was on his list of official visits. Um, he's been to campus a few times this year. Uh, but then he came out the next morning and tweeted out a top five with Alabama in it. And so I, I think things are kind of trending more towards Georgia for Darnell Washington at this point, um, which you got to like the chances there with uh, where, where things could maybe trend with Eric Gilbert having been trending to Georgia. Uh, if they get Darnell Washington, obviously that would probably help Alabama there. And so, um, you know, it, it's a, uh, it's, Probably, I think you could make the argument that it's the biggest uh, position of need to fill out or to finish strong with for Alabama in the 2020 class, and I think they will. I think they're going to get one of these guys, and, and if I was picking today, I'd say Eric Gilbert. As an extension of the tight end position, or I guess you could say the tight ends are an extension of this spot, the offensive line for this 2020 class, looking at the Alabama Crimson Tide, three commits already, Damian George, the offensive tackle from North Shore High School in Houston, Texas, Seth McLaughlin, an interior lineman, perhaps a center uh, or guard, can play either of those spots, I would think, from Buford High School over in Georgia. And Xavier Hill, speaking of neighboring states, Olive Branch, Mississippi, the big offensive guard, uh, has been committed for uh, some time as well to this 2020 group. Um, Huge class, as we know, uh, literally figuratively, uh, in 2019, is three about right for 2020 when you talk about the offensive line, Hank, or is there still maybe a possibility or two out there? I, I think three might, might – I think Bama might call it a day with three. But I say that, and I, I need to add the qualifier that you know if numbers work out and, and there is a spot available, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them add more. And, and I say that because you know in the last, I guess, three weeks, we've seen Bama – put out two more offers to interior offensive linemen, one to R.J. Adams, who was a former Penn State commit, and then another to uh, Aaron Parks um, out of the D.C. area. And so they're they're still kind of, you know, obviously they're always evaluating guys. They're always watching senior seasons. Guys can shoot up the board. um, They can make a name for themselves. You know, two years ago we saw Christian Barmore. Nobody really knew about him as a Temple commit until the month of October when he was just having an incredible senior season. So you always have to take that in consideration when when you're kind of, 
decide or trying to figure out whether Bama's done at a position because um, there's always a chance they're not. Uh, but I, I will say I, I think three is probably the likely number they finish at. But if, if there's a spot open, if, if numbers work in their favor, there's some other guys to watch. I just mentioned those two interior guys with R.J. Adams and Aaron Parks. Another interesting name that that Tim Watts actually brought up the other day, and we've talked about a little bit throughout the throughout 2019, is Marcus Dumerville who's a four-star offensive tackle from uh, from South Florida, St. Thomas Aquinas, which is a program Bama's had a lot of success at in recent years. He's a guy maybe just to keep his name in your back pocket because, you know, if there is space, if there is that need or they decide there's that need, they need to push for it. I think he's a guy that could maybe get that nod from the staff. Um, one other name I'll throw in there, Jonah Monheim. He's been a guy that he's committed to USC currently, uh, but obviously, you know, there's a lot of questions surrounding USC and, you know, what's going to happen with Clay Helton, what's going to happen after the season. Uh, so he's certainly worth watching still too. a guy that has a lot of interest in Alabama there too. But I think beyond those names, I wouldn't expect any other offensive line names to really pop up at this point. Um, but you know, I, I think it's safe to say three right now, but you know, we'll see what happens here, uh, later this fall. Speaking of big numbers at a position on the offensive side of the ball, we've talked a lot about the wide receiver spots uh, in previous podcasts with you, Hank. Four Alabama commitments right now for 2019. Tyu Jones-Bell. You've also got Javon Baker. uh, Looking at the rest of this list, Treshawn Holden. Uh, who am I missing here? If there's oh, four, ju- just three right now. Well, it's just I mean, three. Yeah, just three. I'm, I'm thinking of Christian Story as an athlete, but that's more of a, a defensive back, quarterback type situation. And so I just think three. I was, yeah. uh, I was, I was looking at receivers in general, and that would make four, by the way, with Caden Clark uh, at the tight end right. position. So three wide receivers, three tight ends, um, three wide receivers specifically. Uh, we've talked about the need for this class to be heavy at that spot. Uh, I know it's 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 been volatile in some ways. We've seen additions, subtractions. Where do things sit right now, and where do you see that no, that number maybe ultimately landing? I think you're in that one to two more range with with, uh, with wide receivers, and, and I probably lean a little bit more towards one just because you know space is limited. They only have a handful of spots left um, heading into the fall. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, and the main names to know right now, on top of the guys committed, obviously, that there's three standout wide receivers. Um, you know, we've seen Javon Baker already have a stellar senior season. Uh, Tyu Jones-Bell had two big touchdown catches on ESPN a couple weeks ago. And unfortunately, we haven't seen Treshawn Holden play yet because he's still waiting um, to become eligible out in California since transferring over from St. Francis Academy. But hopefully that's not too far off because because I think he's going to really excel out there, especially with uh, the, the quarterback he has at uh, Narbonne High School. Uh, but beyond those guys, I, I think we're, we're looking at one more addition out of a group of of Kayshawn Butte, the LSU commitment that's ranked a top 50 wide receiver, a guy that he's visited Alabama several times. He's called his recruitment a 50-50 battle between Alabama and LSU um, while he's committed to the Tigers, um, which is, which is interesting. Uh, but you know he, he's kind of he's just waiting things out. You know he's watching LSU this season. He wants to see them really. Um, you know, install that spread offense and do kind of like Eric Gilbert almost in a way. He wants to see if they're going to do what they're say they're doing. And so he's kind of in wait and see mode there. Arian Smith, a four-star receiver out of Lakeland, Florida. He's a guy that uh, probably trending a little bit to Georgia right now, but Bama's in that top group with him, probably two or three. He's going to take some official visits. And what's interesting with him is he's actually, he actually runs track. So whatever school gets him, it's going to be a, a football track thing. 
Uh, Xavier Henderson, another South Florida guy. You know, Bama fans can't get enough of the South Florida receivers. Um, he's a guy that a long time, uh, for a long time, everyone just thought Clemson. He was going to go to Clemson. That's where he was trending. But, you know, as time has gone on, he, he's kind of been looking around a little bit. Bama's going to get him on campus for an official visit. Uh, Florida's in the mix with his older brother. His older brother is CJ Henderson on the Florida team. Um, and so he's he's certainly a name to watch. And then, you know, we can't forget about DeZalen Worsham either. Uh, the one time commit that backed off his his pledge to Alabama kind of in a surprising fashion back in June after officially visiting Miami. Um, he hasn't committed to Miami yet. He's actually named Bama the leader still. And and obviously he, he's in close proximity to campus and is going to be on back back in Tuscaloosa several times. So uh, those are kind of the names to watch. I, I think one two max maybe will we'll join this class but you know the three guys they have any one of these guys adding to that fold uh would be a major uh that, that would be a very strong class at the wide receiver position in a year they need it to be let's talk running backs uh one of the more recent commitments uh for alabama and kyle edwards the running back from destrahan louisiana to go along with roydell williams the in-state star from Hueytown. uh what's the deal I guess, first and foremost, with Zach Evans. Uh, is that thing still trending towards Georgia for the five-star running back from North Shore High School in Houston? Uh, and will there always, I guess, be a place for a talent the caliber of Evans? Or could you see Alabama being done with two backs? You know, I, I could see them being done with two backs, but I will say the only scenario where they're going to take three backs sitting here in September talking about it is if it's Zach Evans or five-star OU commit Jace McClellan. Um, other than that, um, it's going to be a class that has Roydell Williams and Kyle Edwards as your as your running backs, which you know is a very strong class. You know, we're going to see Kyle Edwards uh, in a, in a feature back role this season starting tomorrow night uh, when when Destrehan opens their season. So uh, two very solid backs, but um, you know the, uh, they're they're still recruiting Zach Evans. That's a recruitment I think is still at the moment trending to Georgia. Um, We'll see what happens there. What what if he makes a commitment now? If he waits till later, um, either way, that recruitment is not going to be done until until he signs his letter of intent. Um, so certainly can expect him to still take some visits and, and listen to some other schools. Jason McClellan's kind of an interesting case. Um, been committed to OU for over two years. Um, hasn't really shown any signs of wavering outside of just still kind of taking other visits and, and keeping his ears open. We caught up with him uh, back at the opening. He doesn't talk much, but um, he, he said he has a lot of interest in Alabama. Um, he actually said they have a pretty good chance to get him. So, you know, read into that how you will. Um, so he, I believe he's coming back for the LSU game. Uh, but I, I don't think I wouldn't really I don't think Flipwatch is too hot with him at this point. But, you know, in two months down the road, he takes an official visit. Uh, you know, Bama starts to turn up the heat. Maybe things change then. So those are the only two backs I think Bama fans need to pay attention to beyond, obviously, Roy Dell, Williams, and Kyle Edwards um, to finish out this 2020 class. We talk about the quarterback position as we wrap up the offensive side of the ball on this edition of the Built by Bama online podcast with Hank South, recruiting analyst for BOL. Christian Story, an athlete, has committed to Alabama, did that uh, this summer. Uh, the option there is you've outlined for us here on the podcast in the past that he could play the quarterback position at Alabama. Um, but what about Bryce Young? Because that seems to be, again, uh, the watch that Alabama fans have been under and continue to be under at that spot. Yeah, you know, it, it just really hasn't changed too much um, since since the opening when we really started to you know hear that Bama buzz and and it 
it really seemed like a possibility, and I, I still think it's a very real possibility. In fact, I still think you could argue that Bama's trending in this one, and and I think a big development happened over the weekend if you were watching the USC-Fresno State game. Obviously, JT Daniels suffered a torn ACL and is out for the year, and, and that kind of brings in two factors into, I think, Bryce Young's recruitment, and one is you can almost – it's almost certain that JT Daniels is going to be in Los Angeles longer than you know maybe Bryce Young int- – thought he would be you know he, he's going to have to be competing for uh that starting position a little bit longer and, and i'm not trying to say bryce young isn't you know isn't all for competition because that if he came to alabama it'd be the same situation with mac jones and and the other guys on board but i i think it just kind of he, he'd be more of an entrenched starter i think if jt daniels if uh you know if he if he stays through at usc after he reaps rehabs from this injury which looks like a more likely option but the other factor um, is now USC is going with their backup quarterback in a year that Clay Helton's on the hot seat. You know, if, if this if things go south quick, uh, you know, Clay Helton could be out. And, and I think that almost kind of seals the deal, in my opinion, uh, for Bryce Young to, to flip to Alabama. You know, we'll see if that that happens. You know, that that's just kind of from people we've talked to that have knowledge of this recruitment. That's kind of the feeling. And so. Uh, you know, it's Bryce Young or Bust, kind of like I said with the running backs. If they don't get Zach Evans or Jason McClellan, it's probably done. If they don't flip Bryce Young, um, I think the quarterback position is wrapped up for 2020. And obviously you can look towards 2021 with a guy like Drake May waiting in the wings. Uh, let's move to the defensive side of the ball, Hank, and let's start with that defensive front. Again, similar to the offensive line, a huge, impressive haul in the 2019 class. Alabama showing five commitments along the defensive front uh, right now, although I think two of those uh, are guys in Chris Braswell and Will Anderson that likely project at the outside linebacker position. So three true defensive line types and Timothy Smith, Jason Jones of Calera and Jamarian Latham from nearby Reform, Alabama. Uh, what does it look like projecting numbers and potential names still out there for the Crimson Tide along the defensive line? Yeah, you know, defensive line is probably the toughest position left to kind of pin down on on how we think it could finish out because still looking at it, even with the guys they have committed and, and the board even narrowed even more, uh, there's still about 10 guys I think you could make the argument for that could potentially end up in this class. And uh, in our in our BOL war room, uh, we posted on on Tuesday on BamaOnline.com, uh, we we tried to narrow it down as much as we could as as guys you really really want to hone in on and 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 follow as we enter uh, into the fall. And those guys are McKinley Jackson, Jaqueline Roy. Jordan Birch and Jamil Burroughs. And, and I'll start with Burroughs first because I think he's probably the guy that's most likely out of that group to join this class. And, and it's interesting because he is he's currently committed to Georgia. Uh, but I, and I think we've talked about him on previous podcasts. We've written all about him on Bama Online. Uh, he hasn't visited. He's visited Tuscaloosa several more times this year than he has Georgia. And, th- and that's including both cookouts in Tuscaloosa this summer. Um, and I, I believe he made it to the Alabama Duke game. I haven't hundred percent confirmed that just yet. Um, uh, but a guy that Bama's very high on and vice versa, he's very high on Bama, a guy that can play inside and out in the three, four, um, and a guy that I just really like, and, and he's been committed to Georgia for about a year, but it, it looks like that's kind of fading at this point. And he's a guy that could potentially jump on board. Jordan Birch, who's the number one strong side defensive end in the nation, uh, you know, if you can get Jordan Burst to say where he's leaning, you know, that, that, you know, props to you because he does not talk. His head coach does not talk. His mom doesn't talk. They have that recruitment on lockdown for anybody 
with for any reporter for any school trying to get information. I'm not trying to make an excuse. It's just one of those recruitments that not much comes out of. So, you know, your guess is as good as mine as far as where Jordan Burch is leaning at this point. Uh, the main schools that are in play, at least he's visited and, and shown interest in by being on campus there, Alabama, Clemson, South Carolina, and Georgia. So I think it's probably a four-team race there. But, you know, Bama's in it as much as those any other team. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Jaqueline and Roy's obviously committed to LSU right now, but that's a recruitment we think that'll probably carry on a little bit longer um, into the fall before it's all said and done. And then, of course, McKinley Jackson, who has um, been a longtime Alabama target, actually a one-time LSU commit as well. Uh, but he's in the mix, too. He's going to take his recruitment to February, but a guy that I could certainly see ending up in this class. So a lot of names there. Um, if you check out the Bama Online War Room, uh, we added a few more names. And, and you know, if you've been following the coverage, there, there's several other defensive linemen still in play as well. At the linebacker level, again, when we include Braswell and Anderson in that mix, a lot of four and five star power on the edges. Chris Braswell you include Drew Sanders, the five-star athlete prospect out of Denton, Texas, uh, in that edge mix as well. Quandarius Robinson from Jackson Olin there in Birmingham, a highly rated four-star. Uh, but what about, I guess, the potential for another guy there or two? Or is it more about the inside spots to fill out that linebacker level? Yeah, you know, when you, I think you can make the argument for both. Um, I, I think uh, I think inside – you know, they're looking at tr- the Alabama's looking at trying to add one more and outside uh, one more as well. So, you know, the, it's there's importance at, at both spots. Uh, but I, I don't think enough is being said about how many quality guys they have already gotten on board, because if you look at this list, um, you know, I think Des Moines Kennedy and Quandarius Robinson both are going to make their cases for for fifth stars in this 2020 class. Um, that gives you looking at the list right now. That's your four highest rated. They're already the four highest rated commitments. But you know, if Quandarius and Des Moines were to get that bump, um, that's four five star linebackers. Then you're looking at potentially adding a guy like Philip Webb, who's a borderline five star outside linebacker from Lanier High School in Georgia. Uh, you know, it's a kind of an Alabama. Auburn LSU battle there but as time goes on and same thing kind of with Eric Gilbert as time goes on it's just it's become more and more evident the Bama's very involved there they're they're they're, it's not just you know he's visiting and and he's gonna commit elsewhere he's a guy that's showing genuine interest to Bama and that's with how many guys they've already landed at his position already you know that that says something to his uh you know competitive drive and then on the inside spot and and I will say I think Philip Webb's probably the only guy we really need to watch right now at the outside linebacker spot. Of course, uh, that's subject to change with, with summer or with senior evaluations. But for now, Philip Webb, just remember that name. And then uh, at the inside spot, there's two names, Noah Sewell, five-star inside linebacker from, from Utah. And then, uh, and then Jordan Banks, the, the four-star uh, linebacker from, from Narbonne high school, same school as Treshawn Holden. Um, those two guys are, are big Bama targets. I think both, I know both are coming back for official visits this fall. Banks for the LSU game. Don't have a date yet for Sewell, but um, Sewell's a really interesting one because it's been Oregon, Georgia kind of for a long time. His older brother obviously plays at Oregon, but Bama's kind of just quietly stayed in the mix there on his short list. And, you know, we'll see what happens there if they keep pressing. And then uh, and then Banks is actually named Bama as leader. Um, and so, you know, he hasn't made a commitment yet, but has said Bama's on top. So we'll keep an eye on him as well. Uh, but no matter how this linebacker class finishes uh, in, in 2020, it, it's going to be strong to, uh, regardless of, of who they add um, later this fall. Let's move to the back end of the defense, talk some secondary 
three commitments listed in the database at BamaOnline.com. Brian Branch of Tyrone, Georgia, Sandy Creek High School. Um, I guess Christian Story listed as an athlete you could consider in that mix as well. But Malachi Moore right over there at Hewitt Trustville in the Birmingham area. And then Jacquez Robinson, a cornerback prospect from Sandalwood High School in Jacksonville, Florida. With those guys in mind, though, Hank, are we on commitment watch at BOL for maybe another addition to that secondary here in the not-too-distant future? Yeah, I think he's another addition or two on commitment watch at this point. And obviously, we saw the attrition last week with Javier Morton formally announcing his decommitment, something we've been expecting for a while now as uh, both sides went kind of went their separate ways there. But um, the two names to know at defensive back, it's a pretty narrowed down board as we enter the fall, which is nice, <laughs> at least from my standpoint, being able to cover it. Uh, Joel Williams and Adab Joseph. Uh, Joel Williams is actually set to announce a commitment on September 9th. Um, this week we've talked to some people in his camp saying maybe he might not announce on September 9th. He, he, I believe he's trying to make a commitment video of some sort. Uh, but, you know, for now, September 9th is the day. Uh, he's been trending to Alabama since uh, since June, and, and for those that don't know who he is, he's a four-star athlete from Baton Rouge. Bama likes him at defensive back, uh, kind of that big frame, really athletic, uh, really impressed the staff and camp, which is sometimes the most important um, factor in, in the decision-making process when, when Bama decides to go who, who to go after. And so um, he's a guy that I, I anticipate committing to Alabama uh, whenever he does announce, whether it's Monday, September 9th, which is the plan, or if he, you know, drags it out a few weeks longer. Second name to know, Nadab Joseph. Uh, we could probably spend a whole podcast on Nadab Joseph's uh, recruitment from his high school days. Obviously, now he's at Independence Community College um, in Kansas. He committed to Alabama in December of 2017. Bama didn't want to. Um, you know, give him a national letter of intent. He had some academic troubles uh, or ac- academic hurdles. Bama wasn't really willing to roll the dice on. Um, he ends up signing with Georgia, who was willing to roll the dice. And then Nadab um, ended up going to independence to uh, uh, after um, not qualifying academically. And so, you know, he's on the right track right now. He's at independence. He spent a year um, with an academic red shirt in 2018. Uh, he's gone to summer school this summer. He's playing for independence now this fall. Um, and then we'll be ready to enroll at his next stop next summer. And so um, I, I think he's a guy that, you know, if everything goes according to plan, if he continues on the trajectory he's on academically, um, I think he's going to end up in this class. And I think Bama would really wants him to end up in this class. Um, obviously, physically, it's all there. He came to camp this summer, uh, tested really well, looked great. A guy Bama has always liked, obviously, took his commitment in the 2018 class. And so um, I, I think those two guys are on commitment watch at this point um, with Joel Williams, probably being the, the sooner of the two. We talk about specialists, I guess Alabama in good shape there with the addition of Will Reichard in 2019, a guy who we saw in the opener against Duke punts, kicks off uh, field goals. Uh, he's pretty much got you covered in all three areas of kicking the football. If that's what you need him to do, uh, snapper Thomas Fletcher, I believe is a junior. So you still got, uh, a year left with him. Uh, so yeah, I would say from a specialist standpoint, uh, Alabama, uh, probably gonna probably, t- probably take a pass. I would think in this 2020 class. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and obviously, you know, there's always routes or avenues they can take later in the cycle, whether it's preferred walk on or, or, or invited walk ons or, or all that. But, um, 
Uh, I, I think usually w- in, in cycles that they are taking specialists or plan to, we always kind of see uh, that happen in June at their specialist camp because they have the guys come out, obviously kick for them, snap for them, and punt for them. And we always kind of see who they're targeting at that point. And I say that, and you know, we saw all the kicker drama from the last few cycles um, pre-Will Reichert area, era. Uh, with Eddie Pinheiro and all those guys and having to go after kickers late. But yeah, I think it's a safe bet. They're probably not going to get a guy this year, uh, but you know, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it um, and, and see if they change their minds on that come January. Yeah. I was on hand that day when uh, I remember and, that. And, <laughs> yeah. I remember that I, because yeah. I texted you and I said, <laughs> look, this dude's putting on a fireworks show right in front yep. of Nick Saban right now. And it was so interesting to watch because having a background in what we do and knowing how the knowing how the uh recruiting process works and sort of watching all of that that day because tucker mccann now at missouri and ended up at missouri he was committed to alabama at the time and so pinero's putting on this show which is otherworldly Mario Cristobal, I guess, you know, as his ties to South Florida, and that's where Eddie Pinheiro is from, he's trying to make it clear to Eddie and his dad that he has suddenly become a real priority without making it look to Tucker McCann as if he's not, you know, mm-hmm. and he's committed. And that was a wild situation that played out. I think that ended up with um, that ended up with Joseph Bullivis, I think, in the class because McCann that, went to Missouri. Yeah. Pinheiro flipped to Florida. And uh, was it Bullivis? I no, guess so the, that was uh, so that was the first of two straight cycles with kicker drama. So it was it was right. I, I forgot who it was, but they I feel like they flipped like a preferred walk on from Georgia and then he flipped back. To, I don't I don't remember who they got. Yeah, in it was no, Bullivis was a year later. Yeah, Bullivis. Yeah, because Bullivis was post uh, Brandon Ruiz when he flipped in oh, January. Okay. Went to so, Arizona State. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Jeez. But I. Uh, you got yeah, that right. <laughs> yeah, now Eddie Pinheiro right. has uh, has to fill the big shoes in uh, in Chicago, or you know, no pressure there with the yeah. Bears. <laughs> yeah, one miss and they'll have nine kickers at, at a tryout <laughs> on Friday. And by the way, the Bears and Packers tonight. If you want to watch Eddie Pinheiro do his thing. Hey, um, what about this weekend? New Mexico State, the season opener for the Alabama Crimson Tide in Tuscaloosa. Uh, give us a couple of names of note that uh, that you've learned are expected to be in. Uh, in a title town uh, from a recruiting perspective. Yeah. So um, obviously it's New Mexico state. Uh, it's not going to be a massive recruiting event. Um, a- as always with any home game, you can expect a lot of the in-state commitments to make their way over. I know Quandarius Robbins is planning to go Malachi Moore, Marion Latham, all those guys plan to be there. Uh, does Alan Worsham actually tweeted that he's coming as well. So he'll be in attendance. Uh, so it's gonna be a commit heavy event. One interesting name um, that we know of um, at this point, 2021 four-star tight end Hudson Wolf. Um, he, he's a guy from Tennessee that's visited Bama a couple times this year already, has an offer in pocket. He, he's expected down as well. And so um, he's he's really the biggest uncommitted target we've uh, we've learned is coming. Obviously, more guys are going to get added, and it's going to be one of those uh, probably an in-state heavy uh, weekend and I, we're going to see bigger recruiting turnouts for even for Southern Miss uh, for Ole Miss and then obviously into into uh, later in the fall and so not a huge recruiting weekend but certainly um, a, a good time for all the commits to get back on campus and you know continue to, to build their relationship together always great stuff from Hank South Tim Watts the recruiting staff there at BamaOnline.com you heard Hank reference it earlier in the podcast if you haven't already 
go back to Tuesday and check out that latest recruiting war room. If you're not a subscriber already to BamaOnline.com, trust me, you'll want to do that uh, and get on board for content like that recruiting war room. Where else, by the way, are you going to get a podcast that can outline the recruiting drama among kickers uh, from three or four years ago? Then right here on the Built by Bama online podcast. Hey, Hank, as always, we appreciate the time here, my man. Great work. Great stuff at BamaOnline.com. Look forward to doing it again soon. Definitely. Thanks, Travis. There he goes. Hank South. And with that, we put a wrap on another edition of the Built by Bama online podcast. Again, if you haven't subscribed to the pod, we would certainly love for you to do so. Leave us a review while you're there. Uh, It helps with, what is it, algorithms, things like that, I'm told. I have no idea what that means. I'm just told it helps. So uh, if you could subscribe to the podcast, leave us a rating. uh, We would appreciate that. Until the next time, when the Built by Bama online podcast returns, so long, everybody.